I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Glamour Hey, It's Okay, the podcast is your Tuesday treat, and it is such a treat today. We have a proper... I would say national treasure, trailblazer, absolute genius. We've got Eddie Izzard today on the podcast and we're going to be talking about being your own mentor. Is that okay? Is it okay to make life really, truly difficult for yourself? I think we're going to have an argument about that one. And to keep going when you're not good at something really. Let's get into it. Guess what, everybody? Eddie Izzard's here. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm already complaining about something. How are you? Awesome. I'm good. I'm fine. It's uh, it's nice to be standing up doing a podcast. In your it, beautiful heels. Yes. How many inches are they? Uh, 43 inches. Oh, now they, what must, <laughs> yes. I can tell, actually. I'll just measure them here. Oh, hang on. I've got to take one off. Um, My knees are one, weeping just looking two, at them. It's about three and a half. Did you do that with your knuckle? Yeah, because that's about an inch. So one, oh my god, I'm learning. Two, I'm learning and I'm growing. These, these are girl tricks. That, uh, oh, see, that you've got to teach me things. the girl tricks, Eddie. This is, these are from Office. These are great. Oh, I love Office. But I just want to welcome you to the podcast today. Thank we're, you. we're also joined by Glamour's Entertainment Director, Helen Whitaker. Hello. Hi. Hi. And we're here to talk about your fabulous biography, autobiography. My autobiography, or Please in German, me. my autobiography, yeah. which is coming out in German as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Did, so, you, did you translate it? No, someone else has, and I checked it through. I showed it to my brother. My brother, Mark Izzard, is the expert in languages, so he had to just check uh, first, you know, a couple of uh, chapters, but to see if they're translating it in the spirit that, of the thing. that Kennedy era. What's the Kennedy? In, you know, when he said he was a donut in, in his speech. Yes, no, I yeah. d- well, no, I don't. I go, I actually do. I do the shows. I'm going to do five shows in, I can't believe in two you do weeks' that. time. And it's great. And you go to Berlin and say, "Guten Abend, Berlin." Um, ausgezeichnet. I use the. Can I swear in this? Yeah, I don't yeah. Because yeah. I, I use the F word, so I, I I put it into French words, German words, and 
and Spanish words. So I say, Ausca fucking zeichnet, baby. <laughs> and they, they swing with that. They think it's great. In, in Spain, I go on and say, um, Madrid, uh, buenas fucking noches. And they love it. They dig it because it, it's perfect detente. It's very, very British, English language. And it's also French, German, Spanish. For me fucking double. That's what I said saying. <laughs> ah, for me fucking double. And the French people in the theater started using that as a line because it's just so, it's fun. And it's, and it's bad, it's naughty. Amazing. Yeah. So t- tell us about the book. We, uh, I find it really inspirational. Did you read it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you mean, oh, wow? No, because some people go, yeah, and then I, say, and I push them. I say, what about this bit? And they go, oh, well, I skim read it, you know. Can I tell but, you my favorite bit? Yeah. Well. Um, my, well, my favorite trivia in the book is uh, where Judy Dench sends you a banana before every show. Yeah. That, no, it, it's amazing. <laughs> Judy it Dench. literally before every show? Well, no, it's before the opening of shows. The opening show. Not, not okay. like a, so we we were wondering that. We did. We? That, yeah, that, so was that, my that would be a lot of bananas. <laughs> and a lot of, no, before the opening of Stripped, my last show, and that would be a force majeure this show, and she comes to the opening night, you know, and this was a beautiful thing, and I found her family was had been listening to my crazy stuff and she's got a great sense of humor and then i i victorian abdul that comes out this september yes. um i'm playing edward the seventh to her her queen victoria you know i'm playing her son and uh that's that's just amazing to get a stephen freer's film i was seven i wanted to act and i'm 109 now and well you got I'm there in the, the end yeah, yeah that's it well that's part of my is it okay to uh things Things you fail at initially, but you, you know, you keep going at them. Have you ever failed at that? At it though? Well, you are in acting, yes. Yeah. Look at my early work. If you if you see an early film go by of mine, you will see me being not good in it because I actually did something that's actually very clever, but ended up failing on the screen. What it was was that the bottom line of drama. I, I'm very analytical, and um, bottom line of drama I realized was to be truthful. You have to be truthful to the character. That is the bottom line of drama. Be truthful and in there and in the character. But a line of comedy is actually to be funny. You can actually break a character. You can do something that's character-based or whatever, or you can say something that doesn't seem to fit, but if it's funny, it works. So the bottom line is be as funny as you can. Bottom line of drama, be as truthful as you can. And they don't, they don't swap perfectly. So I knew going over into drama that I needed to switch off my comedy muscles because when you're struggling in a dramatic scene, you don't know quite how to punch out of the screen you might lean in and you probably will lean into your comedy muscles so I switched those all off so I had no instinctive muscles no performance muscles in there and I basically am just um flutzing I'm just there I'm just saying lines and not what's the role What's the role of this one? No, no, no. What's the role where you were uh, say, look back, I was terrible at it? Well, there's many. Well, no, right. no. There's about... There's about... Um, in Circus is an interesting... There's a film called Circus that was a beautiful script and didn't quite work as a film. Um, in it, I had four scenes. One was cut out. And of the three... I saw the first one. Uh, what was the first scene? Oh, the first one I was threatening. I was a bookie. And I was threatening someone with a knife. And I just... And then I came into the second scene that was naked in the, in Brighton Beach on, on the sea. And that was... I think that was okay. But they showed me an assembly of the first scene when we, I shot the second scene. Because they put some footage together and all the crew was there. And I watched the first scene. I thought, I am not good. This is not good. I better learn. So by the third scene, I actually had learnt... To make some decisions, make some choices, push through. Because I, I didn't, I went, didn't do, go to drama school. I studied accounting and financial management. But my first love was drama. When I saw a play when I was seven, yeah. 
the uh, the boy with the a uh, boy with a cart boy with his cart oh, I keep getting it's, it's Christopher Fry play, and um, I just saw it. I was seven, and I thought this is this one guy a guy called Peter Champion, a kid called Peter Champion who must exist out there, <laughs> it still exists, and he uh, he was very funny. And I thought I need to do this this, and it's never moved from that that so place. Are you saying that when I sucked at my walk on part at home and away, I should <laughs> not have given up at that did point? You, did you do it online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want, it's the want, it's the desire. It's all about desire. Uh, like anyone can learn a language. People say, I can't learn a language. It's desire. Mm. And I can prove that they, anyone can learn a language. I have this very simple logic proof. I have these logic proofs, which prove things. Uh, you ch- do you want to learn a language? I don't know what you're Yeah, I do want to learn a language. I'm a very uneducated do you th- Australian. But do you think you can not learn a language? Um, I think I'm quite, I, I'm very well, easily distracted. Im- imagine you couldn't. You know, some people say, I can't learn. You know, they do say I that. think I probably could, Just but I'm not diligent. Hang on, hang on. Just, mm-hmm. You've got Sorry. to imagine this. Otherwise, told off no, I know, but if you think you could learn a language, then. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm that's fine. Along. Then you could yeah. well learn a language. But yeah. some people say, I cannot learn another language. And I can prove that they can by this logic proof. You, you say, okay, choose a language. Okay, I like to learn Italian, but I can't learn. So you take them to Italy, and then, then you have a night there, and you have a meal, and the next day they go back, and you say, you just go ahead. And as they go ahead, through the customs you just drop a block of heroin into their bag <laughs> and you say that guy's got heroin she, he she's got got heroin in i say he she could be transgender got heroin in the bag they're smuggler and then they go to prison for 10 years to life and within a month they will be speaking basic sentences in italian to stop the guy and the rapes and the thing and whatever's going on have in the you, hell in that Have prison. you marketed this alongside Rosetta Stone? I think you might be on No, it's purely a, a logic proof. <laughs> I have I have other I have a logic proof of the Americans going to the moon. I can prove that that America went to the moon. Go on. Okay. Um, there was a massive space race going on between Russia and America. Yeah, the political systems were totally opposite. One was communist, one yeah. was uh, uh, capitalist. Uh, this logic proof doesn't work if you believe actually they were secretly getting on. And Khrushchev and Kennedy, oh, they loved each other. And they were just all mm. like, yeah. Which yeah. actually, right now, yeah. you could say it's happening. But back then, <laughs> it was not. These these people hated each other. Whole systems were different. First, um, you may not know the first. Uh, who was the first? Satellite in space came from Russia. Yep. First man in space was Russia. First woman in space was Russia. First orbit around the Earth was Russia. Um, all this first spacewalk was Russia. And the they, Americans freaked out. Yeah, completely yeah. freaking out. And then they, and then the first orbit around the moon is America. And the first landing on the moon is America. Now, America, the Russia must have been pissed off that 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 because they were the first at everything. And then suddenly, America's got more money. Whatever it was, they got to the moon first. Who had an interest? to start a conspiracy theory, Russia. Who had the equipment who could tell whether the radio and television signals were coming from the moon or from the Earth? Because you can detect where they're coming from. Russia had all this equipment who never once said, out of six, I think it's six landings on the moon, they never once put that out saying, this is rubbish. You know, come, scientists of the yeah. world, look at the equipment. They're sending it from Phoenix, Arizona. It's a load of uh, making it up as you go along. We are the great heroes. These people are a load of horseshit. They never once said that. Therefore, they must have gone there. And also, when we get telescopes big enough, we can just look and see this stuff on well, the moon. Well, you're disappointing a lot of crazy conspiracy theorists. I then. know, but yeah. logic proofs are yeah. good because they can just prove things. Yeah. Now, I want to just briefly talk about bit more about your book because the one thing I was fascinated with is that um, we had David Bedil on this podcast a little while ago I don't know if you've seen his one-man show I haven't seen his one-man show it's really brilliant he talks a lot about his um, late mother and her affair and it's very funny but quite sort of like searingly painful in a lot of ways as well and he was very very worried about the way his um, family would perceive his narrating and his idea of that family history did you did you consult with your family at all 
in the writing of, of just thinking specifically of the early chapters, which I found so sort of moving. Was that painful for other people in your family? Well, the first chapter, I, I checked it through my dad and my brother, and they were okay about it. And, uh, yeah, I made sure that people were okay about things, Yeah, I think. Some people I didn't check with, but I was saying positive things about them. So <laughs> they, oh, you said positive things about how dare you yeah. chase you down. And I, I just thought it was interesting. And we were talking about this earlier in the office. You sort of, you start the book by sort of saying, oh, you know, people keep telling me to write a, an autobiography. I don't think my life's very interesting. How can you possibly think that? Uh, well... Well, I think, well, I, I don't know whether, I think it is interesting now. I, I just think my, my base level was boring. I don't know if that's quite the articulation of what I would have said. Right. I think right now it would look interesting, and, but I think I am still naturally boring. That's what I believe. I'm, I, my base level is boring. Maybe your base level is interesting, but I think most mm -hmm. people's base level is boring. And then we add layers of interestingness until we're a big bag of interest, and it merges together. And they say, I can't see the difference between the interest and the boring. Um, uh, and that's what I've got. So I, ca I can chit-chat. I could probably land a joke, which hey, this is quite a fun person to have around. But then I, I go home and I go back to boring again. I can switch off. And I like watching black and white movies or Netflix-y kind of uh, things, you know, just... That I just, I really want to do nothing. But I'm like an ocean, I'm like a, an oil tanker, that's my thing. Because once an oil tanker gets going, you can't stop it. But once you stop it, you can't get it going. That's what I was saying the other day. I, I think I'm quite a lazy person, but I just don't have the lifestyle that allows it. Yeah, I'm a lazy person with a huge drive. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I talked to John Malkovich, and he said, I was doing a film with him, he said, he, I said, I'm ambitious and I'm very driven. He said, yeah, I'm ambitious, but I'm, uh, but I'm not driven. So that's as good as he's lazily ambitious. Yeah. And I thought it was quite funny. He'd like to get it all, but can't really be bothered. Well, we're going um, to talk a lot about motivation in a minute. I'd just like someone to describe me as a big bag of interest in. Yeah. That Helen, she's a big bag of interest in. Well, we can do that. <laughs> so, Eddie Izzard, this is basically like being at a Glamour Features meeting. Are you all excited? Right. Yeah, I am. Because yeah. I am one of the boys of the world who buys glamour and oh happy you're the one and i'm happy to have it in my hand oh my god you know are we getting this on tape yeah i know but this yeah. is the thing because a lot of uh I, you know a lot, if you grow up in a boy world as a boy it's uh i couldn't say the word beautiful at school because beautiful would be too girly um if you if you if you fall in that way because fascism still exists in the school system in the sense that big kids will beat up smaller kids and that just goes on year you know century after century I don't know we we're getting better but it's it's still tricky um, it, you know I was I had all this boy genetics I have all this boy genetics so I love football I wanted to be in the army I wanted to be in the forces um, uh, and so I could be that kind of tigerish boy uh but uh, and i never i never alluded to the girl thing i didn't say you know anyway so uh but so it's interesting being you know glamour magazine i can now i buy it or, or something somebody if somebody said that's got rather girly i say well yeah i love it we need to give you a column well that would be interesting but the thing is is you know there's, he's there's, turning me down oh my no, god no, 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 no. it's really embarrassing right see yeah. how hard it was for me like laura zygmunt helped me with the, all the writing because she pulled yeah. it out of me i dictated my writing right. if, if i'm okay to dictate that's okay all right yeah we'll the, do a deal but the first the first chapter that you've read the one about the day my mum died that that i wrote on you know the word processor kind of thing but uh everything else was dictated because i I'm I'm just slow. I'm dyslexic. You know, I'm not. I think faster than I, you know. If I'm going so, what? 
I think. Hang on, delete, delete, delete. What I think has ah, left. You also you know, do just, your stand-up. You go through it orally rather than written down as yeah. well. So that's your process, anyway. Yeah, I, 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 I verbally sculpt on stage. I just mm. go out and, and say, "Hey, chickens, what's going on with chickens? <laughs> Why? Jazz chickens? Why yeah. chickens? Jazz chickens? Jazz chickens is only mentioned in the title. I quite like that. I know, it's but, not but, but I, I'd forgotten about the jazz chickens, so I researched it and remembered joyously. The jazz chickens. They're from the last show. They're, yeah. and they're, they're chickens that play the trumpet. If chickens could play the trumpet, they would. Uh, they wouldn't go cockadoodle doo. They'd go they'd make a cockadoodle doo down a trumpet. Which noise. would be much more pleasant, right? Yeah, which isn't actually yeah. a good. Note, but but then I get into jazz, and then the farmer's wife. What's that? It's jazz chicken. What's jazz chicken? Trumpet fell on his face. It fell on his face. Well, I wedged it on his face. But how does he make an ombre show? He's got no lips. Well, I used a mango. Okay. And then you've got jazz chicken. And then the jazz chicken's in a band, and he features throughout the whole of the stripped show. This is like, this is awesome. This is like free stand-up. I know. This is great. So free tell us. Free stand-up. <laughs> Standing up stand-up. Um, so we're going to talk, Eddie. Is it okay? We often talk about whether or not things are okay before we get to Glamour Features meetings. Is it okay to have sex with trees? Yes, I Is know. it okay? That was one of the things that we've turned down, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we can leave that for another day. I need to go and research that one a yeah, little bit more, possibly. It's all about consent. Yeah. Always. Ask the trees first. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, um, I don't know. What the hell is going on? <laughs> anyway, is it okay, Eddie Izzard? I'm not going down your tans and gentlemen. No, no, no. You're, you've actually got to the point where you think that could this be dealt with seriously? No, that's supposed to be a joke and it's silly. And no one's going to have sex with a tree. I, had, I have once seen a guy. I don't know. There was a rumor at my school once really? about people oh, having. Well, then she then had a sex with a tree. She's such a slut. A sex. Those. Did yeah. they say a sex? <laughs> I saw someone have sex with a. I heard of someone having sex with a car. Once, so that's kind of weird. I've with read a, features a, about a friend. That. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Because oh, we were, I was, we were filming, and uh, this is much better than what we were going to yeah. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it okay to have sex with cars? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, but uh, with consenting, oh, yeah, it's okay. So, okay, ask me one of the three. All right, Eddie, is it okay to keep going? Yes. When you're not good at something, much like say hosting a podcast. <laughs> Clearly, today. it is okay to keep going if you're initially. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you wanted to add you that. Have the initial. Yeah. Well, this is the point. Um, uh, how good were you at life when you started? Oh, uh, no good. I was awesome. No, you yeah. weren't. Because <laughs> you said you went on home and away and it wasn't so good. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, you know, we all start off with not good at anything. Babies, good at driving cars? I don't think so. Good at cooking? I don't think so. Good at playing the banjo? Very few babies good on the banjo. So, and they all, we all start initially not good. And, but it's the desire, if you have the desire to go through, I think, because they, they did this testing with, with uh, babies at kindergarten. They gave them um, paper clips, and they came up at genius levels of invention of things to do with it. And as time went on, the kids get less and less inventive. So I think we all mm. have the potential to do quite a lot of things. It's not a perfect science because we all have uh, given certain genetic cards, um, and you have to play to those. But, um, yeah, I've started a number of things that I was – stand-up, I was not good at stand-up. At street performing, I was not good at street performing. Uh, dramatic acting, I was not good at. Marathon running I was not good at swimming I was not good at uh, flying an aeroplane I was not good at uh, politics probably how did you how much trial and error was there with the flying the aeroplane uh, well, a lot. I don't know anyone who goes, hey, this plane, I know, instinctively. I hit these three switches, do that. It'll be fine. Um, and I'm in the air, hey. Because I tell you, taking off is, is literally, you whack on the throttle. The throttle is the hand. It's like the Write this down, Helen. I'll use but it later. I'm taking notes. You know the yes. accelerator with the foot in the car? Yes. That's a hand thing. You've seen these guys with their right or left hand. 
that is the same as the accelerator. So taking off is pretty much literally you you whack that on the full and then you woof and you go up in the air at a certain point. Got it. Um, so that's not too hard. Flying along is not too hard, but landing is harder than you've seen ducks come down, you know, on, on rivers and they go, hey, "What's going on? What's going on?" And that's why they land on rivers because they go, "Yeah." Oh, Thank God I landed in a river. But it's, yeah, that's tricky. It's about 11 out of 10 of trickiness. Mm. Is, I think is I've been on a plane before when the pilot has uh, gone back up and round for another go. Yeah, go round, yeah. <laughs> that's what we do. That's how we practice yeah. landings. You you come down and you do the landing uh, on the thing, but bof, uh, you touch down and then you go straight put the throttle full on. Boom, just straight off. It's called a touch and go. You go back up, then you take a, a right or left turn, then you go downstream, downstream downwind, downwind. Yeah, downwind. Karen, Karen also flies. Karen's confirming. Yeah. Karen, my publicist, also yeah. flies. Her grandmother gave really? her um, money uh, in her will. She was a wing walker. Her, Karen's grandmother was a wing walker and uh, gave her money to fl- learn to fly an airplane. I mean, the knowledge is just tumbling out today. This, this is, is why I like this podcast. Because yeah. we learn things about I, the home and away thing. I didn't know about you, Joe. Karen, I didn't know you flew. This so what was it like on Home and Away? Uh, there's, there's still a video of me sort of like clumping awkwardly across the set. Is were you playing? Were you playing a farmer? No, <laughs> I was playing a surfer man. It's like the, the northern beaches of Sydney. Wow, crazy! Yeah. And were you an actual surfer? In no, it was just it was you know it was just for a story. I'm, I've always just been a journalist, but it was like you know. Oh, it's a story. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh, no that, well, that's fair. It yeah. was pretty exciting though. Yeah. I am. I have been in Home and Away. But, is, that, yeah. is it on YouTube? Yeah. Um, look. I don't know. See, the, year I, <laughs> the year I came out, yeah. which was uh, 83 going into 84, um, I came out in 84, I, I, I sat in, in Islington, Highbury Islington, in a, watching telly, watching daytime Australian soaps, but not your generation, that generation. I was watching uh, The Young Doctors. Oh, my uh, God. The Young practice Doctors. And Sons and Daughters oh. with that bitch, uh, was her name Diana, I think it was. And no, she, Patricia. Patricia. Pat, Pat the it, Rat. Pat. And she yeah. would, she would yeah. just be horrible. And then they go, oh, God, I hate her. And then the next week they go, well, I trust her. Oh, no, she's done it again. And she just went on and on doing it. I can't, can't you... Look what you're doing. This is crazy. You've got to say Pat the Rat in an Australian Pat accent. Pat the Rat. Pat the Rat. Yeah. I can't, I can't really, I go into South African if I'm not careful. For some reason, there's a, some sort of link between the Australian and the South well, African. Well, you know, if you're be. not good at it, just keep going. Exactly. Just well, try. That's, that's, that's yeah. true. To try and lock down your accent. When I was three, four or five, when I was living in Northern Ireland, I sounded like this. And uh, that was freaking my mother. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Was slightly freaked out by the I sound. love that accent. But yeah, yeah I think Northern Ireland's great. Yeah. I, I would have had, a, I, we had, it's called Wonderland. That's the chapter, it's called Wonderland in the book. Yes. When we were kids in Northern Ireland playing in the gang and, yeah. and throwing mud balls at passing cars like you do. <laughs> Oh. On wet days. Oh, Kat. I'm, so it is. I'm so okay. glad I'm not editing this and that you are. Yeah, what was the answer? Is it all right to... I think... To keep going. Oh, yeah, to keep going. I think, it yeah. Is. No, but it, it, it is all right to keep going. And, and I'm going to say yes to all of these yeah. because um, that's the point. It's the only way you can start. What I... Coming out in 1985, 32 years ago, when I came out as transgender or TV, when I was what it called it then, it it, um, it was so hard to do, and the humiliation period you go through because you don't look together and people are looking at you or shouting at you or whatever. Um, I can I realized once I came through that and it got better. Uh, I could take that amount of humiliation. It was quite big, active humiliation mm-hmm. in the street, staring, shouting, abuse thrown at you, and I'd throw abuse back. I've often just stood in the streets hurling abuse at <laughs> someone who's hurling abuse back at me, uh, which is quite funny. But anyway, I can go through that humiliation period, which is the bit where you think, oh, this is not really working. But if you keep going, it does get better. And I wanted to get better at expressing myself, and I felt that it was right after not centuries, millennia of, um, you know, LBGT and particularly the T, the transgender area of being abused and insulted and murdered and whatever down the centuries, that I need to do this fight. I need well, to create space that's for myself. The thing. Jokes aside, I think there's so many people who would thank you for, you know, for being that front line. You really were. Well, I was a th- I was a little selfish in my front line. I didn't march down the streets. I actually didn't think there was room for you know march. I'm marching down the street <laughs> with the flag because we've got a transgender flag now, which is great. It's a nice little flag. I think it's blues and pinks. Um, and uh, it's probably the pink and the blue of babies, isn't it? Mixed anyway. So we, I wasn't going to do that. I just thought I'll do what I do, and then I'll say I happen to be transgender. It's got nothing to do. It's boring. When LGBT hits boring, this is my theory. When mm-hmm. LGBT hits boring, then we've made it. When someone says I'm gay, and you go, so what? What do you do? Oh, I'm a librarian. I are you a good librarian? I'm a so-so librarian. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to go and look for... You don't know where the books... I don't know where the books are. It's those right. librarians we've got to watch, actually. It's the so-so ones. No, the so-so ones. The good yeah. ones are great. Oh, it's yeah. books there. It's there. It's there. And I can put it back and push, and they throw a book. And push-ching, it's in the... Yeah. Anyway, so it is all right to start off with something, especially if you want to do it and it's good and positive. Not if you're if it's a negative thing. It's not all right. So if you're if there's a negative thing that you that want is, to do, and that's the law from Eddie Izzard. No, but that's it thank is, you. It is there is a flip side on. Oh everything. man, yeah. go on. Yeah. Well, you know. Oh, I thought you. Were <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. like I'm I'm positive, determination, single-minded. Do your thing. Yeah. Mahandas Gandhi, um, Nelson Mandela, President Lincoln. Yes, but also negative, psychotic warlords. Uh, dictators Hitler they were also very determined unfortunately mm. it, you know if you've got a negative heart it goes bad if you're a sociopath which is a bad word anyway it should be unsociopath don't mm. you think yes if a yeah. sociopath should be hey everyone yeah. come around to my place I'm a sociopath social path <laughs> yes it should be the other way around but yeah. anyway so have a positive heart have a conscience have a moral compass please please go and buy one yeah. if you don't have one go down to the moral compass shop <laughs> Eddie Izzard, is it okay to be your own mentor? No. No. All right. Done. Okay, next one. <laughs> now, it's illegal in five countries. Really? No, it's, well... I've got secret mentors. Yeah? Yeah. Do they Did know you? they're your People mentors? who don't know they're my oh, mentors, they and I just oh, ask right. myself periodically what they would do. Well, you know, great people. Nelson yeah. Mandela is uh, a mentor who didn't know he was a mentor. You know, he's, no, he's not a mentor. He's just a, he's a great icon and a great example, I think. You know, And I met him. And when I went in to meet him, Neil Armstrong was walking out. 
which is an amazing wow. seriously yeah, you, yes yeah. we landed on the moon and I was a kid who used to get breakfast cereal trying to get the, the, the model toy rockets out of the thing because it was the 60s and, and things were you know rockets when we got to the moon what I did you there. say to Neil Armstrong I didn't he'd gone and, and I because I was so fixated on going to see Nelson Mandela uh, Madiba and uh, they said that was Neil that was Neil Where's, oh he's gone but anyway I, I knew that I couldn't have said much because I don't think he was going oh comedy yes yes absolutely my you, thing you, know, you might have been surprised yeah. I don't think he would have for everything I've read about him I think he would have gone <laughs> it's very good okay thank you very much and you know if you said I really love the way you landed on the moon <laughs> you know, what do you say Good, good moon landing. Yeah, yeah. See a lot of people have said that to me over the years. There's not much you could say. I just loved being in the queue yeah. next in line. That's kind of a good queue to be in, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've got nothing to compare that to. I can't top that. But on the mentor front, um, I was more, was I my own mentor? I was my, my own uh, analyst. I self-analyzed on transgen. I self-analyzed on, on how to do things, how to go through careers, what things to do, doing things off the list. I like doing things off the list. There's a list in comedy where you should do the thing and then you get, then you get a you know, television show and a sketch comedy. Maybe right. for, yeah. But yeah, then you go and do stand-up in French and then you go to do No, that's not on the list. It's never been on anyone's list to yeah. do it in a different language. And I thought it up and I thought that was positive. That's a way of saying I'm proud of my country but I'm reaching out to other countries. Can we learn from you? Can you learn from us? What can we do? Now the French kids are now performing in English as well. That's a beautiful thing. And German kids and Russian kids and they're all performing they're all coming into English because they could it could head to, you can tour the world in English which is a beautiful thing so the French are now playing yeah. Finland in English and Finnish kids are watching in the second language and French kids are performing in the second language and that that is beyond beautiful and it will yeah. never change it will never go backwards now because there's too much you know it works financially it works on an economic model um so yes be your own mentor I I did this thing of borrowing confidence for my future self when I first went to the Edinburgh Festival, I borrowed confidence from my future self. You can, if you go into your mind and think, I want to do this thing, I don't know how to do it. If you just think, well, once I've done it, I will be able to do it. And then I will have the confidence to do it. So I'm going to borrow that confidence and just take it now. That's probably similar to my visualization. Yeah, it if is. I, if I want something, I just really, really spend time imagining it happening. And like can see myself it's, doing the thing. It's called, believe, it's on the cover of my yeah. book, believe me. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the whole believe thing. Yeah. Um, but again, it can unfortunately be used negatively, and I am aware of that. So yeah. anyone who's a horrible person is not allowed to read my book. Okay. That's Have you got a list? Yeah, no, I just wrote it. <laughs> thing. Well, yeah. right-wing extremists. Yeah. So please, no. I don't think that the cover is particularly going to appeal to many right-wing extremists. Well, hopefully There's so. <laughs> hopefully hopefully self-policing. With yes. uh, some lovely flags there on my nails, and painted nails anyway. Have, um, you, have you got, you've mentioned Nelson Mandela. Are there people who inspire you him and president lincoln in, in politics right uh, in comedy it's the pythons it's billy Connolly, richard pryor um in uh, in running it's everyone steve cram i started talking to steve cram uh about before i did the marathons um <laughs> i used to say i'm gonna do these marathons he said yeah 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 um um actually speaking of the marathon you and i have um david thunder in common. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was my osteopath, and he left me to go running with you. Oh, right. But I'm not bitter. It's fine. But he, but he came back. No, I don't know where he is now. Oh. I was just thinking, if 
Someone called David Thunder looking after you. Everything's going to be all right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It was really quite a sexy superhero it was, name. It was a great name. Yeah. Anyway. It is a great name. That's an aside. That's um, a footnote. In your book, Eddie, you say you didn't really have any mentors when you were growing up. Maybe when you could have done with some to give you advice on what to wear and what suited you and that sort of thing. Do you think... You mean in, in about being transgender or just generally in life? Uh, generally. Or? I think it was specifically in the chapters about coming out. You were saying you could have yeah. done with fashion advice and someone well, to advise you. Well, I could have done with a, if a sister was around. You know, yes. But, but that wasn't going to happen. Some sort or of... Even a mother Mentor. Do you yeah. have you uh, discovered or found more mentors as you've got older? I found three. Uh, ah. No, nine. I, no, I, <laughs> no, none. No, there's no one. No, a mentor's got a. I assume it would be someone you phone up and say, hey, I put the lipstick on and I kept going off the lips and up the cheek and it doesn't and look good. And Robert Smith said, that's great. That's absolutely fine. Yes, Robert Smith said. Yeah. Because he obviously, his lip liner <laughs> was just lost down the back of the sofa. Um, so, uh, no, I've, ne- I've got used to, to, me- to making it up as I go along or working things out as I go along. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm better at lip liner now and I've, I can experiment um, with, you know, where exactly your lips are. Hey, there, hey, <laughs> just getting your, an eyeliner and getting it right, you know. So I just, I wasn't good at it before and I'm better at it now. But I haven't, I'm, I'm okay with no mentors in the sense that the things I want to do. I mean, there's a theory of the universe in the back chapter. I don't know if you've seen that one, but I'm I'm sort of I'm I have a motto: if you shoot for the stars, you could reach the moon, which comes from Neil Armstrong and the guys. And uh, so I'm thinking out of the box to try and see: can we make? Well, this century we need to make a world where all seven billion people have a fair chance. So yeah, that's what we need to think. And a mentor can't really help there. They say, "Well, what you need to do is you get seven people, you get them called all Simon, and make them run." You know, there's, <laughs> There's no next step. You've got to work it out yourself. You've got to work out a lot of things in life yourself. I just work them all out. I need to know that there are people cleverer than me that I can look up to. I just feel look I up need to height. You mean? Uh, yeah, physically, metaphorically, I need because I don't feel very clever. Oh, you know, but do you why know what not? I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel I feel there's that Ricky Gervais quote, like you know, don't worry, nobody else knows what they're doing either. I very much relate to that. So I always feel like I need an anchor of somebody cleverer than me who I can lean on from time to time. Who and, I think is clever. Do you, and do you actually talk to you, mean, as well? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Do you, ha- you have people? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, where do they live? Thanks very much. Well, one of them lives with me. But, uh, <laughs> Just accidentally? Yeah. No, no, no. I married him. Uh, and he's quite clever. Mine's my dad, who is yeah. still at the age of 36, someone that I'll either ring up and go, Dad, Dad, uh, there's a, a baby bird fell out of a nest in yes. the street. What do I do? Equally, Dad, Dad, the car makes this funny noise. What do I do? And your there's dad's also 36. Google. No, well... <laughs> That's a crazy in, in spirit. Uh, no, my dad is 70 this year. Oh, you're 36. Oh. Yes, but he yeah. is my mentor, guru, man who knows everything. Yeah, dad, no, dad. I, I, I've had to work all... I don't know. I just... I'm, I got used to not having a mentor, so... Yeah. Um, but it means you can contemplate things like gigs in, in uh, Arabic. That's the f- And no one's going to say, don't do that. Yeah, don't well, be ridiculous. Well, you just... Yeah. There's no one there to say, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> Hello listeners, podcast editor Kat here, and I'm thrilled to tell you that we're taking Hey It's OK to the London Podcast Festival. That's right, join Joe, James and a special celebrity guest for a live edition of the podcast on Saturday, September the 16th. You can get tickets now at kingsplace.co.uk, just click on the event calendar. See you there. So I think I know what you're going to think about this one, Eddie Izzard. Is it OK to make life bloody difficult for yourself? Well, it's a... It's a military um, training thing. If you read SAS Rogue Heroes, always, which is it was just come out. This book's just come out. No, so I've it's, it's never read book. anything like. Well, that. I wanted to be in the yep. SAS, so 
I'm interested in the training of it and the, the idea of it and doing things out of the box. And when they started training from the Long Range Desert Group, David Sterling set it up. Paddy Main took it over. David Sterling was captured. And they would they would do training. Um, I think it was Jock Lewis. He came up with training where he, he would do, test it all out himself. In the end, they were, they were walking 100 miles in the desert, you know, just to train to do that so that when they go into battle, they'd already have done a lot of survival stuff when mm-hmm. things went wrong and they could hopefully get back. And it was, it was you know, a lot of it touching, a lot of people died. But um, it's that kind of thing of making it artificially hard for yourself so that when you're doing it, you should be okay with all situations. Mm, yeah, prepared. Yeah, prepared. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I've, you know, I've done performances that... As a street performer, I've done performances, and then when I went became a stand-up, I was at the Comedy Store one night, which is a big club in the centre of London, and uh, all the sound went down. So what do you do then? But I've, I'm used to doing. I just started talking louder, and I did the whole <laughs> show without sound, and I wasn't yeah. worried. If the roof comes in, I'm not worried. Whatever happens, I try to be ready to deal with things. So that's that. That all, all links to that. That's such good advice. What what worries you? What does throw you? What stresses you out? I tr- well, I try not to. I. I don't like being surprised, so I try not to. I always try to be mentally prepared for whatever happens. You know, people giving me a hard time in the streets or a gig not going right. Or I was actually filming one show, and uh, uh, this, I think it's the Circle show in New York, and uh, all the sound went down. And I, and we were in it. I said, go to the bar. And they said, there's no bar in this theater. So I said, all right, New Yorkers, I'd like you to go out and find a bar <laughs> for half an hour before we mend the sound. And they did, and they came back. And that was a filming night, which is crazy. So, I don't know. It, so, uh, training yourself. It, I like to feel that I'm training myself by going, running around the outside of a track. If you run around the outside, when you come to the straight and level, you should be going faster. But I'm always prepared to be going around the outside of the track. I haven't done a, a sketch show on television. I haven't done a comedy show on television. Therefore, to be able to play 45 countries in four languages around the world is tricky because I'm just, I'm not using those TV. So you, you've done that. You really sort of things. like threw yourself and pushed yourself out of your comfort zone by doing sort of like the multilingual shows. Have you ever done anything and thought, oh, actually, shit, I really have bitten off more than I can chew here. This is... Um, um, no, I've done things that in the middle of it, I thought this is uncomfortable. This is not going well. I'm having a tough time of it. But if I wanted to do it, I'd just go back to it and... I'm used to it's a military thing again. You know, you get attacked, you fall back, you regroup, and you counterattack. It's um, I, I think in the military. Helen, maybe way. we should have joined the army. <laughs> I can't imagine me in the army for like I'm, a half an I'm hour. I'm not sure I would have lasted very long in there, the army. There yeah. is a military principle. This is more modern. After the von Schlieffen plan didn't work in the First World War, there was an idea because that was a plan that had a whole lot of steps, and step two went wrong, and then it was all. They say that you go into battle and the plan goes wrong almost immediately, comes off the plan. But they came up with a new idea that was if you if you know your goal, your final goal, then everyone is allowed to improvise to get to the final goal. That's the that's the trick. So I use a lot. I. The only reason I'm here as a transgender person is just playing, doing toe-to-toe with Judy Dench, playing with the seventh and playing stand-up comedy. Surreal comedy and drama shouldn't be allowed in the same thing and running marathons or whatever is because I've sort of analyzed it in a, in a kind of military way, um, how to get here. What is the next move to do? What is the next right thing? And it won't be the obvious thing. It will be an unobvious thing. I'm kind of mind blown by that. That's amazing. So what is the next thing for you? What's... I You've can't got, tell you. Oh, what? Come on. Well, I'm, I'm, you I'm, can kill me afterwards. I want to know that badly. I mean, yeah. 
the idea that I, I tried to play France for so long in French, and uh, it took me 17 years, and my first shows were terrible. If you see the Believe documentary, you'll see me yeah. being terrible in French, and now I've toured to 5,200 people in France. They're not bringing out my autobiography, because still in France, they're, they're going, yeah, it's working, but not re really, it hasn't taken off yet. Germany... They're more likely to go for it because there were two world wars. To be honest, there were two world wars, and that's not working. And since '45, Germany has tried to be very exemplary, very positive. They won the World Cup uh, four times now. They beat Brazil. Was it seven-one, eight-one, whatever it was? But they didn't punch the skies. They didn't crow about it. Their, their economy's working well. Angela Merkel could well get back in. It's a very stable country, um, and they're bringing out my autobiography in German and I'm going to be playing in Stuttgart and Frankfurt and Berlin and uh, Hamburg auch and uh, what's the other one and München Munich um, and that's a beautiful thing and the kids get it and um, I just think you know that's that that that's thinking right that's not a standard next move no one would have no one could even imagine that in the comedy world yeah. that wouldn't have been of course you got to get to germany and do it in german it just wasn't there even though the pythons had played germany and done some german filming before it still wasn't on people's lists yeah so i can look at lists and i can look off the lists it's like off piece it's like a snowboarder going off off piece which sometimes can be dangerous but they do obviously do some beautiful snowboarding beautiful carving and stuff. so so how much of a curveball a personal curveball for you was taking on something like victoria and abdul where you're playing royalty, it's like not at all on, because like, you know, I've, drama. I've yeah. been doing drama for 25 years yes, now. Yes, of course. You know, yeah. so I've worked my way yeah. up to that. Lost Christmas, Treasure Island, yeah, the riches, uh, of, the yeah. oceans, twelve oceans, thirteen yeah. with Brad Pitt and, and George Clooney. You know, I've I've put paid my dues now. The Riches TV series was really my drama school and film school rolled into one, and I know what I'm doing now. I didn't before, so by the time I had the honour to be toe-to-toe -to -toe with Judy and all this great cast in Stephen Freer's film, I was ready, Yeah, uh, and I could analyse it. Um, there's a scene at the beginning. I'm the only character in this thing who can tell... Tell mum to F off. Tell mum to F off. Because <laughs> mm. I'm the next in line. And I'm really, you know, Bertie is waiting for mum to pass to on. Yeah. And then I get the whole gig and I get the hat and everything, you know. And um, and there's a, the opening scene. If you watch the film, you see the opening scene where she's being taught. It's, it's Victoria and Abdul. And Abdul Karim is is an Indian guy who's come over. And she's she's taking a fancy to him and likes him he's different and he just talks very chatty way and she says you're going to be my munchie you're going to be my teacher so she he's now she's, she's told everyone to get out of the room the munchie's going to teach me urdu and so he's in there teaching urdu and everyone's out the wind at uh, the door listening in and it's just a bit more and more of a cast and then i turn up and i'm right at the door listening in with my big backside there and uh, and then she comes to the door and, and suddenly the door is open and she says, uh, Bertie, are you spying on me? Now, that should that's the queen, the empress, and everything. It should make someone jump back, and all the other characters jump back. And I realized that I shouldn't do that, because I'm, I'm, I'm Bertie. And I, and I just went, Mother, are you, are you learning Urdu? And I, and I just went straight in on the line. I just, I just delivered it straight at her, because I just thought, I'm the one character that just pushes back yeah. on mum all the time. And then I did a few more takes, and then I thought, actually, I should do surprise. So I, I put a pause in there. And she says, are you spying on me? And I went, ah. Uh, are you learning Urdu? As if it was a, something I'd thought of. And then I looked at Stephen Frears and he, you know, and I, we just, I thought, no, that doesn't work. And he said, no, it's not interesting. It's not as interesting as the initial dramatic choice. So, um, which was your instinctive? Which was my instinctive. But yeah. I, but I'd got to this place where I could feel that instinctively. Yeah. Whereas initially, I wouldn't have had a sense, a clue about that. 
Um, I've had to pick up, you know, the more you do a thing, the more you can pick it up. Yeah. World War II shows this. People from democratic countries volunteered to go and do things that were not on their list of things to do, not out, way outside their comfort zone, life and death things. And a lot of them got very good at it, but they weren't built genetically ready to go and do that stuff. Mm. So we, you know, we can start not knowing how to do things and you keep at it, you keep at it, keep at it, and you can get better at things if you want it bad enough. I think that's a perfect message to end on. Although, Eddie Izzard, thank you so much for being here. I don't know if you've got another spare four hours to educate us and inspire us. I can tell by the look in his face. No. (laughs) Is there another four-hour podcast you need? I could just listen to you all day. Thank you so much for being here. Go out and buy Believe Me, the autobiography, which is out now. And look out for Victoria and Abdul, which is out in September, I believe. Yes. And there's an audio book. There's an audio book as well. Okay. There's extra footnotes in my audio book. Well, there you go. Download it. Thank you so much, Eddie. Thank you, Helen. And thank you. (laughs) With your 36-year-old dad. (laughs) Loyal, long-suffering entertainment director, Helen Whittaker. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.